When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brought to you by North Memorial Health, where customers are treated like family. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible, just like your family treats you. Find your health family at NorthMemorial.com slash family. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. I mean, it's always hard when you don't meet expectations and everyone knows how our expectations were this time last year coming off being in the NFC Championship game. But I feel like if I would go back to this time last year standing in front of you guys, I talked about how we don't just get to pick up in the NFC Championship game. We have to earn our way back. And everybody starts in the same exact place. And, and that's where we are again this year. So... Um, as frustrating as it is not to meet expectations last year, there's no reason why with hard work and you know, doing the things that we need to do this offseason to improve that uh, this time next year we can't be talking about those same expectations. That's Kyle Rudolph, and this is Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com and streaming live on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I'm Rami Makhlouf, along with Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill, other side of the glass. And boys, it's draft week. It's it here. It is draft week. This is, is this your Christmas or is the Super Bowl your Christmas, oh, it's, Matthew This Collar? is definitely the Christmas. Okay, this is your Christmas. Yeah, you yeah, wait for sure. this all year, and then you run down the stairs Thursday morning. <laughs> While you come to work and talk about the draft all day, which you'll be doing all week here on Purple Daily and Score North Live from 2 to 4. And just like Christmas, by the time you actually get there, you've kind of had enough of talking about Christmas coming and you've seen every Christmas movie and you're just (laughs) ready for this to happen, which is where I'm at right now. And uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming on Mm scorenorth.com. I've already been posting the Vikings' best fits for their potential first-round picks, but... I'm ready for, especially with a bunch of reports that came out today that now Arizona might not be drafting Kyler Murray. I, I'm ready for all the reports and all the rumors and all the cat fights on Twitter to be over with and for them to actually draft. You got three more days, though. Yeah, and they're three gonna more be, days and they're going to be, they're gonna be really fun. On this three more days. Station. Three more days, and then the draft starts. Yeah. And then it goes for three days, and then the analysis goes endlessly. Here on Score North when yes. it comes to the NFL draft. And ScoreNorth.com and, and score on North. Twitch. Com. By the way, show us your mock by <laughs> tweeting SKOR North, a screenshot of your predictions for who Minnesota will draft in all seven rounds of this year's draft. Tweet at SKOR North, North using both the hashtag ScoreMock and hashtag 
contest. The entrant with the most picks correct will win cool Score North gear for a free draft simulator. Visit scorenorth.com keyword draft. Or if you just follow at Score North or me, mm-hmm. then you'll figure out how to do this contest. Right. You can just we'll follow make it very links, easy for you. And follow our explanations. <laughs> Now, we've been doing a lot of mock drafts. It's a, it's a thing here on Score North. It's I want to mock, but you, with your sickness, that is the, the NFL draft, Matthew Collar. <laughs> you have gone as deep as NFL draft day mock trades yes. that you want to run by Judd and I here yes. today. I love this idea. And we will play GM and tell you whether or not we accept said trades. So I think I want to be the GM, and I'm receiving the phone calls, Okay, and you guys are my draft room. All right. So... I'm getting a phone call right now. But ring, if this ring. is the Raiders draft room, there's only two people yeah. in there. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. like the pizza guy. One of us has to it. leave, essentially. <laughs> but but let, let's just start off with the one that has been talked about quite a bit, which is Trey Waynes. The Vikings right now still, as we go into draft week, do not have enough salary cap space to sign their draft picks. Yep. Something has to change there. Somebody's contract has to be reworked, or someone has to be traded on draft day or leading up to draft mm-hmm. day. So I, GM, am getting a phone call about Trey Wayans for a second round pick in the middle of the second round from the Cincinnati Bengals with the 42nd overall pick. They want a straight up trade Trey Wayans for the 42nd overall pick. How do you guys feel about that? Can I play Zim? Sure. No. <laughs> no. If it involves one, it involves one of my defensive players, Rick, no, you're not doing it. Sorry, Rick. So you're Zim in this situation? Who am I? You're a, a rational lead, lead person. Scout. Okay, I'm a, a lead. rational person who takes into consideration the trade might make sense. I still have to say no. If you asked me this question three weeks ago before the suspension of Holton Hill, I would have said yes, but four games is not insignificant. A quarter of your schedule, your cornerback depth is going to be hampered. And I, I don't think that that's how you want to go into a season short or thin at the cornerback position. So, no, I can't trade Trey Waynes or anybody from that unit right now. I probably would not. Let me now make the argument for it. Okay. This allows us, at the 18th overall pick, to draft a cornerback and send Vikings Twitter into a complete meltdown. But at 42, this is right in the hot zone of where there will be a run on offensive linemen, specifically probably the interior offensive linemen. The best ones are likely to go in that early, middle to second round, and you could get a starter there. You could get a starter at cornerback at 18 or one of the best cornerback prospects and then still have the 50th pick to take kind of whatever you want. If you're looking at a receiver like uh, Andy Isabella is a guy from, um, where is he from, uh, UMass, who is a, a standout type of smaller slot type of guy that might be there in the second round. Could be that playmaker we've been talking about, Noah Fant. It's possible that he could drop into the second round, the tight end from Iowa. This gives you lots of flexibility to draft that defensive player and make you, Judd, very happy as Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, as well as get two very good offensive prospects in the second round. I like the thought, but Trey Waynes, to me, is a known. And if, I'm, if I've got a team where the expectations are going to be what I think the expectations should be for the Vikings in 2019... Now I've got to develop guys if I'm the head coach. If Holton Hill hadn't got busted, I think I'm much more open to the fact that I would be uh, depleting my veteran depth, the cornerback, but he did now, and I trust it less. So um, if, if you, your phone is ringing off the hook right now with trade possibilities, and there's certainly some veteran players who could be moved, 
I probably wouldn't want to start with Trey Waynes. Now, a month ago, I would have answered differently, but the Holton Hill thing, the unknown of when Mike Hughes is going to come back, all of those things make me more concerned. Yeah, I'm I'm with Judd or Mike, whatever we're calling him here. I just I would <laughs> Captain I'm not, No. I'm not looking to get offense, then, younger yes. and less certain about the defensive side of the football. That's the strength right now. That's the strong side of the football. Like I said, your depth is already tested and challenged with the suspension of Holton Hill. I don't see why You'd want to get younger and go with the unknown versus the known. I say we stand pat and hang up on the Dolphins. Let me try one more time. It was Cincinnati. One more time. No, no, no. That was very important. My bad. 42nd overall pick. Uh, One one more. Hang up on him. Number to throw at you to potentially convince my room that is now mutinying against me, mutinying (laughs) against me. Yes. Mutinizing. We don't like your ideas. Uh, Matthew Spielman. Trey Waynes last year by pro football focus grades in just in terms of his coverage. So not his run defense, which is very good, but just in terms of his coverage. Mutinizing. He he was 46th ranked uh, among corners who were regular players. He was 46th in coverage. Right behind him was Josh Jackson, who you would be familiar with. Mm -hmm. A rookie from Green Bay. Mm Mm-hmm. The rookie that Green Bay drafted last year, not even the best rookie that they drafted, was the same in coverage as Trey Wayne's. Could we get the same production out of our rookie with then a rookie contract and a higher ceiling as he goes forward as we get from Trey Wayne's? And plus, you have Mike Hughes coming back as a guy who can play outside corner, and I know that there is some uncertainty about his injury, but he is a first-round corner that looked pretty darn good and impressed Mike Zimmer last year. When I don't know when he's coming back. Okay, that's a problem. That's a problem. If he's well, he's and probably going to be back for the beginning of the season. Trey Wayne is not a splashy, sexy player, but he's a very good tackler, and, and he's become very, very competent at that job. I understand that fans get all, all mad if Trey Wayne has a pass completed against him, <laughs> but you're talking about you're talking about giving me a new guy to have to develop when when I, I've got a guy uh, that's been developed. And if I'm Zim, Rick, don't forget this too. The option on our contracts got picked up for 2020, but if we're not successful in 2019, we're both mm-hmm. blown out. So you are considering making a very strong or a very logical trade for the sake of a franchise that if we don't improve in 2019, we'll both be gone for. Oh, ring, ring, ring. My phone is ringing again. <laughs> it's a new trade. Don't so ignore guys, me, Rick. You guys have rejected this trade. All right, that's So you fine. hung up on the Bengals? I or hung is this up some, on the Bengals. Do you have multiple phones? Goodbye, Bengals. Okay. No, I got lots of phones. He's got a red line. He's got a blue line. <laughs> I got whatever this is. Um, Houston is on the line. <laughs> going to say something. Houston yes. wants to move up from 23 to 18. Okay. And they're going to tack on the 55th pick in the draft. So we're getting 23 and 55. You're getting 23 and 55 for Houston to move up from 23 to 18. So the Vikings are moving down, okay. but then picking up a late second round pick because Houston has 54 and 55. So they want to give us 55 and the Vikings would be moving back in this draft. Do you feel like this is the type of draft, scouting department and head coach, that we should be moving down? I th- I'm okay with moving down. I'd, I'd, can you give me some some idea of of the the strength of depth of the offensive line position at those spots that we're moving down to? Why, yes, head scout Rami. Thank you, I appreciate it. Those are the type of questions a head scout asks. I'm pouring a drink, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm tired of all these trade ideas. Just give me a football team I like. Wow, Zim got... Coach, Coach Zimmer got a glass of wine, it looks Zim like. Zim got yeah. fed up early. That's yeah, mixed drinks this time. So this draft, <laughs> the interesting thing about having the 18th pick is that 
the scouts who really pay the closest attention, Daniel Jeremiah is my favorite go-to guy from uh, NFL Network. Mm -hmm. He's got a great podcast, and he did a conference call where he talked about the strengths of the draft, and he said there's about 20 players who are thought of as being really strong, potential starters right away, potential star players, and then the rest from, say, 21 to 55 is you're rolling the dice. And this would be the argument to not drop out of your 18th spot is that the estimate is about 20 players. So you can get one of those at 18, but historically the more draft picks you have, the more swings you have at getting someone. And that's why the Patriots constantly trade back all the time at 23. We might miss out on some of the good offensive linemen, Andre Diller, Jonah Williams, they might go, but we could still get maybe Garrett Bradbury, who is the NC State center, or Cody Ford, who's an offensive lineman from Oklahoma. If that's the direction you're most interested in, Rami, there will be likely options at 23 to fill that spot. Where you'd be very good with this trade is the 55th pick. There are weapons in this draft that will be there in the second and third round. There are receivers. There are tight ends. Uh, Jay Sternberger is a guy who is a tight end I think the Vikings are interested in. That could be someone you take. You get 50, whatever you need there at that point, and then another weapon at 55. So we could address O-line at 23? Yeah. And then where is the next pick after that? 50. 50? We could address O-line at 23 and 50. And then go playmaker at 55 is what you're telling me. Correct. Or at least that would be what we mapped out. Dawson Knox is another potential name. Yes. I think I like that. That is our uh, Vikings fan from outside the door creeping in. (laughs) Manny. (laughs) (laughs) What is what is the draft? Manny is uh, Vikings draft Twitter. Just take a a tackle. Can he play guard? (laughs) What is the drop off? from what I could get offensive line-wise at 18 compared to what I'm going to now accept at 23. I need to know the drop-off there. I need immediate help. See, it's a great question because if you draft Jonah Williams... Mike Zimmer, of course, is a great question. Jonah Williams starts at guard right away. Yes. Potentially tackle, but more likely guard. He's at left guard, right? Yeah. Correct, okay. Day one, he steps in, he could play your zone system, and you're pretty confident with his experience against the caliber of players he's gone against for his uh, entire career at Alabama that he's going to be able to be that guy who impacts your team right away. Mm-hmm. Andre Dillard could be your franchise left tackle. He's the best pass protector in this draft and one of the best athletes in this draft. That guy might not be there. If you move down to 23, Andre Dillard might go these other teams, Tennessee, they need offensive linemen, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Baltimore. They could all be looking for offensive linemen there. You might end up losing out on one of the guys. But if you have on your draft board, if you have Jonah Williams, Garrett Bradbury, Cody Ford and Andre Dillard, all kind of in that same grade, Mm -hmm. you'll get one of those at 23 if you don't pick at 18. Coach, how you feeling? All right, so put it, the drink down for a second. If Let's we talk. took, I need the drink. So if stop we, grinding film, we're at the actual draft. But John. I want more defense. I'm I'm looking at defensive tackles. I'm looking at who's left on on the open market. So if we take Bradbury and put him at center, Elfline kicks out to left guard. Yeah, yep. And and what does Elfline do at guard? Then is my question. And, and also, how much how much do the potential difference in these moves either help? Help Reef or give him zero help because I'm I'm looking to 
I'm looking for Reef to come back and play well, but, but I also understand if I give him a good left guard, that's going to make a substantial difference in yeah, his performance as well. Yep, for sure. So, I have questions here. Jonah, Jonah Williams at left guard would be a massive upgrade, likely, from Tom Compton. You don't know until he actually does it, but very likely a huge <laughs> upgrade. Andre Dillard would kick Riley Reef into guard because Dillard is such a great uh, pass protector, but he's not a guard. He's a tackle. Mm. But he might be your 10-year tackle, and you yeah. might have two of the most athletic tackles in the NFL for quite some time if Ooh, you draft boy. Andre Dillard. If you draft Garrett Bradbury, you all you might have your Alex Mack there. That's who he's been compared to. And Alex Mack is a franchise-type offensive lineman. Elfline was a very good guard at Ohio State and then moved over to center, I believe, in his senior year. He's got right. a lot of experience there. Yes. And we saw Nick Easton move from center to guard pretty easily um, in 2017. All these scenarios are pretty good. That's why I like the idea of potentially moving back, especially if they could pick up another draft pick in the middle of the second or early third round. The, there are so many good receivers and tight ends. Not great, not first-round talents, but good mm-hmm. prospects in that range. You might be able to find someone who is that number three, but you only have so many spots, and probably two of them have to go to offensive line out of the first three picks. This intrigues me. This intrigues me also. Right now, of the two of the two trades that you've presented, this is the one I would take for sure. I would agree. Ring, ring. Oh, another trade you know potential what? here. We're going to hold on. <laughs> Did we that, accept that last trade? We said we like it more than the first one. Okay, but, but we're still like debating. It, we like should... it more than the first one, but there's another phone call coming okay. in that might change your mind. Manny, put them on hold. we got to take a break. All right? We're going to put them on hold. I don't know who's calling. Do you want to say who's calling before the break? No, we'll, we'll answer okay. it after the break. We'll answer after the break and see if uh, they have a better deal on the table than what the... It's the Bengals we just traded with, right? We'll see if they have a better deal on the table than what we just <laughs> accepted from the Bengals. It's Score North Live, and we're taking trade offers from teams around the NFL leading up to draft day this Thursday. We're on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. It's Purple Daily on Score North. It is Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. And the phone is ringing again, GM Matthew Collar. You want to pick it up and see who has a draft day trade offer for us? Oh, hello, Pittsburgh Steelers, who Mm. lost their big, slow tight end in free agency. You are interested in trading for Kyle Rudolph for the 52nd overall pick, Pittsburgh Steelers? (laughs) That's an interesting. Hey, is that the Pittsburgh Steelers on the phone? That, that is an interesting. So, to Ben for me and Mike Tomlin too. A very interesting thing that you're proposing, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I'm going to ask my draft room of Mike Zimmer slash Judd Zolgad and my lead scout Rami Maklov if they are interested, and then I will call you back, Pittsburgh, at 52. What can we get at 52? Well, give me the projections, Trader Matt. So. This could be very interesting in terms of a scenario if they were to draft a tight end in the first round. TJ Hawkinson Mm -hmm. is talked about as a Jason Witten caliber type of tight end who's going to be a franchise player for a very long time. I know that all first-round picks are sort of talked about this way, but in terms of your hit rate, all the things this guy can do project to him being a really exceptional tight end and by far the number one in the draft. And then there's a, a decent gap, and then there's Noah Fant, who has looked at much more like a boomer bust type of prospect, like an Eric Ebron, amazing athleticism, and maybe he turns out, maybe he doesn't. The Vikings seem to be very interested in Noah Fant. 
if you were to get TJ Hawkinson at 18, somehow, if he were to drop past some of the teams that also need tight ends, that would open you up to this type of move. If not, if you drafted your offensive lineman there, let's say you took Jonah Williams, it's still possible Noah Fant could be there in the second round or Jay Sternberger or Dawson Knox. There could be that other tight end. And if you feel like you have any confidence that David Morgan, Tyler Conklin are decent players who could help sort of be in a rotation with a rookie that has a high ceiling, then this move might be worth making. What do you guys think? 52 for Kyle Rudolph. I think I'm in. Can we wait until 52? Will they hang on the phone until we get to 52 to see if the guy we want is still on the board? So are you assuming that they didn't draft Hawkinson in the first round? Then? Yes. Yeah. So let's say they take, I'm using my draft simulator here just right. to, to of course you help are. me out. Right. Uh, so let's say they take Jonah Williams yep. and now I'll, I'll see who's on the board as we get uh, to 52. Just everyone sit quietly and wait for the draft simulator. This is how the inside of the draft room really works. They run draft sims and then they wait. Um, more likely than not, you're going to have weapons who are there. If you draft your offensive lineman, this is a draft that has um, five or six tight ends who could be potential good, solid starters Mm -hmm. who are great athletes who lit up the NFL combine and so forth. Mm -hmm. Like There are going to be lots of options for weapons in the second round. So I'm looking at it right now. This is a guy we haven't talked about a lot. At 50 for the Vikings, they could potentially take Irv Smith, the tight end from Alabama. He's kind of part of the big three, Hawkinson, Fant, and Irv Smith. Okay. If that was the case, then you could take your tight end there, get your offensive lineman, your tight end, and then you're looking at Greg Little, who is an offensive lineman from Mississippi, high ceiling, low floor, boomer bust type of guy. Guard tackle both. You could take a... um, He is a tackle. Okay. Here's another interesting one, though, that you could also take your cornerback here. There's a corner named Sean Bunting from Central Michigan who fits all of Mike Zimmer's specs. Like, he's long, he's fast, he's athletic, he's kind of raw. You you could then make everybody happy by getting your tight end, and then at 52, you take your cornerback as well. So trade if we do trade three, we don't do trade two, correct? Correct, yes. I think I like trade two better than trade three still. I think I like really? the ba- I think I like the Bengals offer better. But think about this one. Houston. A bang or it was Houston? Houston it went, Houston, it went Bengals, Texans, okay, and I'm now sorry. Steelers. I'd be bad. But think about this one. <laughs> Can't keep up with this stuff. I am I am stick to scouting. I am the coach, yet I'm a giver. And I know that if you make this trade, guess what? You free up cap space. Correct. You free up a ton of cap space that we need to sign said draft picks. Given that, I think I make trade three. I think I'm more, because of the financial parameters put in place here, I think I'm more likely to go down the path of trade three than trade two. And on trade one, I I remain completely out. What really influences me on all of these is where the strengths of this draft are do match up with what the Vikings need. So there isn't really a clear-cut top cornerback, but there's a lot of cornerbacks who are uh, worth intrigue in the second and third round. Same thing goes for wide receivers. I could also pick in the draft sim I'm running right now, Debo Samuel, who is a wide receiver out of South Carolina. And that's a great name, too. And he does have a great name, but he's also really yep. he also matches up with the things that work. Like He's a great route runner. He's tough. He's uh, 
sort of strong. He had a, a good bench number. He's got good weight. So that that's a guy who the tight has end intrigues a high me more. Hit rate the most Ir- here. Irv Smith is a great pass catching tight end. That's another guy who should be intrigued by. If you can get a couple of picks in the second round, more than just that fifty, that's where you might end up with three significant players in the draft is if you can get a couple of those selections in the second round. So to be clear with trade three, though, I, I trade Kyle, but I don't trade my draft picks. So I've still got my draft picks in place, and basically I've traded a guy who plays a position at which he's pretty good in, but he makes quite a bit and clears salary cap space. This is just a I really one like, for one. I really like this trade. You are trading Rami, I, Rudolph I like for trade. number fifty-two. The the trade, the other trades that were on the table. You guys rejected a trade for a second round pick from Cincinnati for Trey Waynes, which was forty-two. You rejected that trade. You are still considering the trade to move down from eighteen to twenty-three and pick up a late second round pick from Houston, which mm-hmm. I didn't mind that one. And then this one is a straight up one for one Rudolph for fifty-two. What do you think, Rami? I still like the second trade. I like adding draft picks. And now you know what happens. The More G- swings. And now the GM has to decide. Right, now you which, have to break the tie. Yeah. Okay, well, let me ask you this. As the GM, though, right. uh, maybe put on, <laughs> even though you're the lead scout, we'll right. also make you the cap expert as well. Rami, if I'm we're not making Highly move, unqualified for that. <laughs> I can't even budget my yes. own checkbook, man. You're giving me the whole franchise, but okay, let's Amen, go. Amen, brother. All right. But if you're, <laughs> if you're telling me, Mr. Lead Scout... I've scouted all these players. I want more picks. Give me more picks. But you don't want to move Rudolph and you don't want to move Waynes. Then someone tell me how we're signing all these picks you love so much, Lead Scout. Are we done making moves yet? Can we only make one move? Can I can I can I combine can I combo the moves? I, I think for this particular scenario <laughs> with the two hit combo. We're just going with the one move on Thursday night. Oh. Well, like I mean, if we we have to free up money somehow, some way, or we can't even pay these guys that we're drafting. Somebody has so to go. If I can only make one trade, it's got to involve Trey Waynes or Kyle Rudolph. And I already told you, I can't trade Trey Waynes because our cornerback depth is already tested with the suspension of Holton Hill. So with He's that right. with that being the case, I I I guess we got to trade Kyle Rudolph. Is that the only team calling for Kyle Rudolph? Well, they're the team that makes the most sense in my mind. Patriots because- are calling. That's what I've heard. Well, the Patriots, um, looking at where the Patriots pick here, they don't pick until 64. It's Belichick you know, they, here. I want to do business. But they like won the Super Bowl, you know, so they don't pick till 64 in the second round. And they're not giving up 32 for Kyle Rudolph. So if they're not going to give up 32, mm-hmm. we don't want 64. We want 52 from Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh lost their tight end, Jesse James, not to an arrest for a train robbery. Oh right? boy, today's show has really hit a Sorry. something. I like that he waited for a laugh after that. Mm. Like that Nobody? was something that was going to happen. Uh, this man, this, man might a, have been this man's a comedian. Um, <laughs> can we can we approach the Patriots the about shot. a deal that would land us thirty two for Rudolph and a couple more picks later in, in the draft? Where Rick loves to make picks of guys who usually end up on practice squad or cut. I just can't see New England giving up thirty two. For Kyle Rudolph, I don't think that that would be a good. No, move. I'm saying, can we sweeten it though? If we in our By draft room them, here, can we give? Can we sweeten that potential trade to at least create some um, some competition there? Well, this is a little bit of the problem: is that the Vikings only have the one second round pick at fifty. Yep, they only have the one third round and fourth round, and they don't have a fifth round pick. That makes it very difficult to sweeten the pot. I mean, mm. if you're New England, maybe you would take the third round pick, but the Vikings have enough needs yeah, here okay. 
Where, no, I was talking a few picks in the on the last day. So yeah, right. They, they if, don't have a ton run, of those. But I also look at it as still, if you're at 32, you would get a tight end, but he's a short term solution. It's a one year fix. I don't think you're trading away your 32nd overall pick for a one year fix in New England unless you planned on signing Rudolph to a long term deal. And we know that New England is very savvy when it comes to signing players to long-term deals. So I don't even know if they would consider doing that. They would have to want him to be their tight end for the next five years in order to trade 32 for him. Can we do trade number two and go to Kyle and tell him restructure or go away? And then we're going to draft a tight end anyways. Wasn't that part of the plan? If we traded down, acquired more draft picks, that we would get a tight end in the second or maybe third round? So that was my question is tell me how that you're going to make the space and you can release Kyle Rudolph. I'm willing to and do that. You can make the space. So if you made trade number two with Houston, you move down to 23 and you get the 55th pick. Mm-hmm. Then you can take Irv Smith, the tight end out of Alabama, with the 50th pick. Whoever the hell you want with 55, get Zimmer his cornerback with Sean Bunting from Central Michigan. And at 23, you can draft whichever of your offensive linemen drops, whether it's Garrett Bradbury or Cody Ford or Jonah Williams or Andre Dillard. I wouldn't expect that the two tackles get quite to there, but the usually the interior offensive lineman, Chris Lindstrom is another guy from Boston College who might be a just plug-and-play type of starter who's really good for your system. If you were to do that and just straight-up release Kyle Rudolph, then that's probably a good move. I would try but, to keep Kyle Rudolph. I'd tell him restructure, and if he is not amenable yep. to that, then we have to part ways. And I think it's pretty clear that he's not. Can we talk about that for a second, though? I, I'm confused here, because he he has now claimed twice, very publicly, that he is open to a restructure and it's not being done. The Vikings are a pretty, a pretty smart team when it comes to their cap, and so to think that they have not approached him, let's say that Kyle is telling the complete truth here, and let's say the Vikings have not. Is it because they are p- planning something for Round one, is it because they are going to trade him? It just, it makes no, it lacks all common sense that nothing is being done unless there's some sort of plan in place to make a move and you know that you're going to, and there's no sense in restructuring him if you are indeed on Thursday night going to trade him. My guess would be that they have gone to Kyle Rudolph with some ideas, but those ideas are not particularly favorable. We know that this team finds ways to help themselves while getting players cash but also making sure that they're flexible in the future. Uh, I'd have to look over Everson Griffin's contract details again, but it looks to me like the Vikings made it very easy for themselves to get the hell out of this thing with Everson Griffin the way that they restructured it. They made a couple of bucks, but they're not locked into him any more than this year. They like to keep everybody on two- to three-year deals at most. And if you're Kyle Rudolph, you might look at what Jimmy Graham got last year from the Green Bay Packers and think about... Kyle Rudolph, for all the criticism that he gets, is a top 10 tight end. And that position has so much value. If you're a top 10 tight end, he's going to make 10 million bucks in free agency or more next year if he hits the market. If you're him, I think that you look at that and say, why should I take an extension now? So he's lying then, though, because he keeps saying they didn't do it. Yeah, um, that might be the case. That's the weird thing. I, I just... I. The Vikings, the Vikings never operate like this, and so there has to be something we don't see yet. Correct. There has to be. Even though I, I wouldn't want to without knowing for sure, without having someone tell me for sure, yeah, he's lying to you all. Um, but even what 
uh, Darren Wolfson has heard was that they were interested in doing a restructure with him and he wasn't interested. So at least Doogie's source has said that, yeah, they do want to, and it just matches up with common sense that they would. Absolutely. But if he's totally against it, the one thing I would ask you, Rami, as mm-hmm. now you are PR. Right. Okay. You're not just. Man, you're giving me a lot scout. of hats. I know. I think I PR I can do. I don't trust Judd for right. any of these things, uh-huh. except for Grind I'd love to be PR. Film. Right. I'd love to be PR. Get out of here, both of you. <laughs> well, Judd's uh, good for being grumpy, drinking, and grinding <laughs> film, just like Mike Zimmer. So, yeah. <laughs> But I hung out with the Easter Bunny on Sunday, I darn it. What Leave a, me alone. And what a beautiful picture that You're was. You're getting him drunk. So there's a PR issue we have, though. Kyle Rudolph has been a tremendous person in the community. I have the he's, answer to this. He's been one of the faces of the franchise, a pro bowler, and also, don't forget, that Mike Zimmer is fond of him. Mm-hmm. So, you're wearing the PR hat, but also the manages Mike Zimmer's emotions hat as well, that I don't know if you go to Zimmer and say, this is a guy who loves proven players, Mike Zimmer. If you say, sorry, we're going to draft Irv Smith, who you don't know anything about, or Noah Fant, who you barely know anything about, for to release a guy that has been to the Pro Bowl and had one drop last year and catch, like, catches everything. Even if he's not quick, he catches everything that comes his way. He's been a really good red zone threat. Are you going to be able to convince the head coach, even if this is the right move for the guys that you could bring in, are you going to be able to convince Mike Zimmer that that's well, a good idea? You're asking me PR guy. Yeah. Smoothing it over with Mike Zimmer, that's on you. That's on you, Rick Spielman. Me smoothing it over <laughs> yeah. with the people the of public. Minnesota and the fans and the public. Yeah. yeah. Well, two, help us there then. Two the words. outrage of Twitter that this guy could be let go. Two words. Tribute video. We're done. It's over. <laughs> We're done. We've, Ladies we've, and gentlemen. We've paid our proper respects to Kyle Rudolph. I'll make it like a three-minute tribute video. It's going to go out on all social media platforms. I'm, I'm tearing up thinking about what you're doing. You can watch it at doing. vikings.com. We'll even do like a five-minute one for the actual the actual big the big screen at, at U.S. Bank Stadium. Break I'm, it down. I'm talking high-budget tribute video for Mr. Kyle Rudolph. That's about as far as I'm willing to go to smooth things over with the fans. If they don't like it after that, well, you're just going to have to swallow that pill, and I'm sorry. And then I will I will play Rick in this case talking to Mike. Mike, come here. Sit down. Yeah, Rick, what's up? We hired Gary Kubiak to handle offense. You are, as far as I'm concerned, out of the business of offense. I don't want you talking to cousins, and I sure as hell don't want you telling me what I can do personnel-wise with players on that side of the ball because you're constantly telling me what I should do with defensive players. And by the way, I listen to you a lot. Okay. So as far as cutting guys go from the offensive side, that's on Gary. Gary, do you like this move? Absolutely, Mr. Spielman. Thank you, Gary. Mike, you can go back to your office. Okay, go back to being Mike Zimmer, and how do you react to what you were just told? Two, two more glasses of wine <laughs> and a shot of vodka. Okay, Rami, you now get to play. You get to play Gary Kubiak. Okay. We're getting rid of your tight end to bring in a rookie here. This rookie is more athletic. He can't block, but neither can Kyle Rudolph. Um, we're going to get you some offensive linemen to work with and maybe even another weapon here, but you're losing your proven tight end. Are you okay with that? I can work with this. I think I can work with this. If we're improving the offensive line, if you're going to get me some help there, and I, I like what I see from this rookie, I think I can mold him and work him into the offense, and we have other weapons around the field that we can we can utilize a little bit heavier than we normally would until that guy finds his footing in the NFL, I can work with this. I think we're good. 
Okay, I'm going to make a really uh, in-the-weeds joke. Okay. As, uh, you as Gary Kubiak should say, as long as you get Owen Daniels, then you're good. <laughs> and if you get the joke, then I, I get the joke. appreciate you as a football lover. Because everywhere Gary Kubiak went, Owen, Owen Daniels, Daniels came along with him. This yes. man loves his tight ends. So that is part of the conversation. Can I say this too, though? That he does love his tight ends. Gary, Gary now <clears throat> arrived in what, January? Yeah. Okay. He sat down and watched countless hours of offensive film from this team, right? Every from play. 2018, 2019, 2000, or 18, 17, 16. Matthew, as a guy who's watched Kyle play a lot now, don't you think that the statistics are a little bit more, oh my gosh, this guy is really good in top 10? And then you watch him play and he's like, okay, he's good, but could I survive without him? And your answer after watching him is absolutely. I think he's got some cousins. So, I think he's got some cousins like intrigue from the statistics that don't carry over when you watch him constantly. Okay, so there is one thing about Kyle Rudolph that there is a statistic that needs to be brought up is okay. that last year, even though he and Kirk Cousins didn't always seem to be on the same page, mm-hmm. when Kirk Cousins threw to him, he had a hundred and thirteen point five quarterback rating. And last year, when Case Keenum threw to him, he had a 115.3 quarterback rating. And some of that is that he's the red zone threat and and so forth. But Cousins completed 84% of the passes to Kyle Rudolph. He absolutely catches everything that comes his way. And when you watch tight ends around the league that aren't those top guys, everyone gets really jealous of those top guys. Oh, why aren't you Travis Kelsey? Why aren't you this guy? Why aren't you that guy? Why aren't you Gronk? You're so big. There's three of those guys. And then there's Rudolph, who's right below them. And a lot of teams have tried. Oh, we're going to draft this athletic tight end. We're going to draft that athletic tight end. And it hasn't worked out. Remember Eric Ebron was a can't miss when the Lions took him coming out of North Carolina. Cannot miss. And finally, after, what, five years and a change of organizations, he became sort of somebody? Right. Well, that's the risk that you take. And as much as I do think Kyle Rudolph is not that, Travis Kelsey type of level player, Zach Ertz level player, like maybe he thinks he is. Um, there, there's still that huge gap between him and a lot of the other mediocre tight ends in the NFL. And if you decide Noah Fant is going to be your guy or Irv Smith's going to be your guy because yep. they're better athletes, yep. Hawkinson to me is like a must. You take him right away and he's that guy. The, the other ones, they'll come along with that Ebron uh, risk that they might not be able to I'll fill take the his chance. shoes. I'll take that chance. Yeah. Okay. Then we're taking the Kyle Rudolph for 52 trade. I said I would renegotiate, oh, restructure, cut restructure, cut Rudolph, and, and take the Houston Texans trade. Are right. there more teams calling? Is the phone going to ring again? I think that's all That's all for the first round. Okay. We're calling. All right. So, GM, you're breaking the time. Yeah, it's your decision. You have. You have differing opinions on what you do. And I'm just your coach, so... Give us your final decision after a break. me off, I might quit. Okay. I then, as the general manager, am agreeing to the third trade to deal... I I quit. One for one. What am I even doing now? now You're not even going to listen to me? You were PR salary kept? Do you know how many jobs we're losing with this guy? When Rodney walks out the door? I'm taking one of these pizzas, and I'm out of here. Who's going to sweep the floor? You were the janitor, too. Now, let me explain why. One, I don't have to cut Kyle Rudolph and feel like we're disrespecting him and looking bad as an organization. That he just gets to go and he gets to play with another team that's been successful a lot and throws the ball a lot and should love him in Pittsburgh. The other part of it is, I want to pick at 18. I don't want to pick at 23. 
I want my pick of the litter when it comes to that offensive lineman. You're being emotional, Rick. I actually agree with that totally. Your face is emotional. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm with I want, Rick. I'm with Rick here. I want Andre Dillard if he's there. I want Jonah Williams. I want to make that call if it's Garrett Bradbury or not. I and don't we're want talking about teams in front of me making that call potentially for, me. for ten years. Right. Like yeah. I want to solve these. It's been fun. They they have pushed the ball down for how long now? When when it comes to these picks on O line, right? We finally get our chance to get a guy. Khalil was the last one, and that. That was great for a year and then blew up. But I love the thought of taking care of this problem for an extended period of time. Still. And I also think that the Vikings, with their needed offensive line and potentially tight end, but offensive line especially, are in a great situation at 18. There's only one or two guys who have a chance to go before that because the strength of this draft is so much on the defensive line that all these other teams are going to be taking these great defensive line prospects before they get to the Vikings, teams that don't have a Daniil Hunter uh, on their defensive line. Those guys are going to get all taken up. Hawkinson's going to get taken. Maybe DK Metcalf, the quarterbacks. By the time all those things that you don't need are off the board, nobody's had time to draft your offensive lineman. You're going to get one of the best at 18. I'm concerned that if you go Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Baltimore before we get to 23, that one of those teams is taking the guy or, or or whatever that I want on that offensive line. So instead, I'm just going to trade Rudolph straight up for 52 in Pittsburgh and say thank you for your service, Mr. Rudolph. All right. Fine. Be that way. It's been a great run, too. Uh, hey. Videos will be endless. Do I get a watch for leaving Start when those. I leave this place? <laughs> no, we, we need you still. No, nah, I'm, I'm you, not you, happy here. But you did great tight end scouting, which allowed us... To pick Irv Smith in the second round. I want to go somewhere where my opinion is more valued, guys. <laughs> All right, and then go join the Packers. <laughs> Whatever. We'll hit a quick break. You see what set me off. What would set Vikings fans off when this draft actually happens on Thursday? We'll discuss that right after this. It's Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. It's Purple Daily on Score North. North Memorial Health has over 400 care providers and more than 6,000 team members that are dedicated to keeping you healthy. North Memorial Health is proud to partner with the Minnesota Vikings as they work to make Minnesota the healthiest in the league. They're more than a team. They're your health family. At North Memorial Health, customers are treated like family. Your health family is more than a tagline. It's a commitment to delivering unmatched customer service. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. It means asking, what else can we do for you? North Memorial Health will treat you like family in a good way. The people at North Memorial Health will team up with you to help you achieve your best health. Step up your health care game. Find your health family at northmemorial.com slash family. It's Purple Daily on Score North. Everybody knows what Coach is all about. It's about you know, establishing ourselves, running the football, and getting the ball downfield to our playmakers and getting the ball in their hands. So, you know, you want a physical group, smart group. So, you know, we all know what the offense want. He wants the offense to look like. He want to run the football, and whatever you want to do after that, he's going to do it. So, you know, we got to be ready to, to tote the rock. 
That's Dalvin Cook. This is Purple Daily on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. Just one of our many, many Vikings-themed shows. You can find all those shows by searching Score North Vikings, wherever you download podcasts. We're also on Spotify. You can say Alexa, open Score North, or make it real easy on yourself and have a chance to win prizes. Get that Score North app. Give us a five-star rating. Leave your comments. Subscribe to all your favorite shows. It's available for Android and for Apple. And right now, show us your mock by tweeting Score North, a screenshot of your predictions for who Minnesota will draft in all seven rounds of this year's draft. Tweet at Score North using both the hashtags Score Mock, that's S K O R Mock, and hashtag Contest. The entrant with the most picks correct will win cool Score North gear. For a free draft simulator, visit scorenorth.com, keyword draft, or follow your favorite Score North personalities, and we'll have all the ways and links for you to do that. As well, um, today can you, can you tell by my face, Rami, that I've been draft simming right now? I, I, you've been doing that nonstop for like six weeks, so that doesn't surprise me at all. You've really focused on nothing but draft sims for about six weeks. You pretend to focus on other things on Score North Live weekdays from two to four, but it's really all draft sims for Matthew Collar. Do you want to hear about my draft sim? Sure, let's hear it. Okay, so I didn't make any trades because you can't with this mock draft machine okay. on thedraftnetwork.com. And the ones that do include trades, people do so many trades that it doesn't even look like a draft anymore. So anyway, I took Jonah Williams with my 18th overall pick, the offensive lineman from Alabama, Irv Smith, the tight end, with 50. Wide receiver Riley Ridley from Georgia. He is a really good route runner. And then a defensive tackle with the 120th pick, Gerald William, uh, Willis, out of Miami. He's like a... Boomer bust type of guy. Hasn't quite reached his potential. Had some character issues and all that. So the only reason you get him in the fourth is because of that. He's a, a talented player. Those are my selections. Everyone from the South. Okay. I like it. What do you think? So today, you're not really that that excited about it. That's okay, really too. Not, it's not Don't worry about it. You, okay, me. tell me this then, Rami, because to me, this is a great draft. Uh-huh. Because I did it. Because <laughs> he did it. Exactly. <laughs> but if you were to come away with a starting guard who could eventually kick out to be your full-time left tackle, a tight end who is a down-the-field threat, a wide receiver who could be your third wide receiver, and a defensive tackle with some potential, that checks a lot of boxes for me. So tell me, then, what would make you really excited about this draft? If that doesn't get you going. Two starting offensive linemen. That's that's what I think they need to get out of this draft, and I know a lot immediate, of, immediate, or like one starts immediately and one within 2020. Um, if if we have to wait until one until 2020, okay, try and figure out what okay. you do until then. But I'd like to get two guys who can start now, and I'm not that hung up on position. I've always had the philosophy, and this has sort of been the philosophy the Packers had the entire time I was covering them down in Milwaukee of just get me the five best offensive linemen. We'll figure out the configuration after that, but, and not, not to minimize the differences between every position. There are differences between playing on the left side of the line, right side of the line, interior, exterior, etc. But essentially these guys are all paid to stop large men from getting into the backfield. That's, that's their overall job description. So give me the five best guys at doing that between who's here who you're going to draft, and whatever other means you have of acquiring offensive linemen, give me the five best guys you got, put them out there, and worry about where you're going to put them later. Hmm. So if I don't come away with two offensive linemen out of the first four picks for the Vikings, you're, I, you're I, disappointed. I think I, I give you a failing draft grade. 
I think most Vikings fans feel that way. If, I think the pitchforks will be out if you don't at least get without one. Two? Without, oh, if you with don't one, get yes. at least one. Agreed on one. And another one with, with a glimmer of hope that he could be something, at the very least. If you tell me that you can get at 18 on left tackle that you you think can start for 8 to 10 years, I'm completely sold. Yep. And if Reef has to shift inside, I'm fine there. But But to your point... If you can give me five guys, but if the starting point of those five guys can be a left tackle who I can start and I'm set there, I'm very pleased. Regardless of what they do in the other rounds? Um, that's a starting point. I, I mean, you know what? I, I'm starting in the second round. I'm probably more flexible here. If you can get a cornerback, that's fine because Waynes is probably gone. Uh, Hill, I can't trust. So if if the second through fourth rounds are a mix, that's fine. But if I can solve O-line-wise, left tackle finally, and I can get a guy who I can confidently say, Riley Reef, you're shifting inside, but this guy can now start for us for the foreseeable future because these are positions that have not been addressed correctly. And I went back today, and it is amazing, aside from Clill, the negligence on O-line in the first round is off the charts. It is. Like, it's not, oh, man, that's too bad. It is. It Rick clearly thinks or thought that, that he could go into the third day, essentially, of the draft for a long time and just find guys, and, and you can't. So I'm far more flexible in rounds, let's say, two through four or five. But I do believe that if you give me, if you tell me right now that you can find me that left tackle in the first round who I can plug in and start immediately, I'm very pleased. That's how I feel about it. So I'm running another one and not picking an offensive lineman in the first. <laughs> okay. And in the second round, I can get down. a starting guard. Okay. Okay. So if I take and make Mike Zimmer a very happy man, but they don't have a, a real true three-technique pass rusher right now. They hope Jalen Holmes can be that. They hope Jaleel Johnson can be a player. And they brought back Shamar Stefan, but sure. he's a, a run stuffer. If I go with Jerry Tillery here from the... Uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish, Judd. If I take him mm-hmm. and plug him in as a starter at three-technique defensive tackle and take a guard in the second round, Chris Lindstrom, out of Boston College, who's available to me now, is that draft going to drive people nuts that they still didn't go first round? I mean, I think it's anything that is not an offensive lineman in the first round, there will be a lot of rage about. I think a three-technique, huge rage. Right now, I think huge rage. Because what are the expectations? The expectations still are Cousins going into year two, and this team should win right now. So I think, and, and this is with Spielman, where I'm very curious. Does he does he basically take a player who's going to develop starting in 2020 or 21, potentially, and essentially say, despite the fact that I might get fired, I only care about the future potential. Plenty more draft talk coming up on Score North Live with Matthew at 2 o'clock and throughout the week on Score North. It's the Score North Twins show coming up next on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.